This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate your spending a few minutes of your valuable time with me. God bless your hearts. The sun is shining bright. I woke up this morning feeling well, blessed and favored, and God is still in his holy place. I am so excited about the future. Why, you might ask? Since the last 365 days have been difficult, to say the least, plagued with COVID-19, death, destruction, enraged, out-of-control anger, racial disparities, inequality, violence, spiritual wickedness in high places, fear and failing hearts. In spite of it all, I still understand the word of God, where in Jeremiah 29th chapter, starting at the 10th verse, the Lord says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. Now I will not concern myself with 70 years as God's time is so much different from our time. But I do trust him and believe every promise as his word will not return to him void. While we have endured a hard time, separated and apart from God, adhering to our desires, we know that he still has plans for our lives, plans to give us hope and a future, the same plans in which we prosper. If God has not listened for a short period, these verses remind me as I want to remind you that God will hear us if only we seek him with all of our hearts. Now, what does that really mean? Allow me to stop right here and dwell for just a while. Every living soul, that would be every person living or still alive, no matter how light or dark, how tall or short, how fat or skinny, good or evil, every soul has a heart. The heart is a hollow, muscular organ that pumps the blood through the circulatory system by rhythmic contractions and dilation. The central or innermost part of a person is the heart. Please understand that there is no substitute for the heart. In other words, if your heart is malfunctioning, your case is immediately attended by a cardiologist. That's a heart doctor, a heart specialist. And either they work very quickly to make the necessary repairs, but if repairs are unsuccessful or insufficient, they look for another heart if your life is to be sustained, as the heart is your life force. 
Notice I did not say they looked for another liver, lung, or spleen. Not even a portion of the heart. No, they put your name on a list to seek donors so you might receive a whole heart. Because it is the center and the voice of the entire body. And without it, the body will surely die. The whole heart. Just as God wants you to seek him with your whole heart. Everything that gives and sustains your life force. God wants you to direct and utilize in seeking him. Remember, he gave the life of his only son. So we must seek him with our whole heart, our only heart. Now the heart is where the real you lives, where your emotions tell your brain the truth. Back when I was a bit naive, I thought it was the brain that told the heart. But as I studied God's word, I learned that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I know some believe they are speaking their minds when they open their mouth. But just know, if it is not first conceived in the heart, the mind never thinks of it. Because every word that is uttered from the mouth was first conceived in the heart. Furthermore, the heart also possesses its own pacemaker an extraordinarily intelligent hub that initiates and controls the cardiac electrical conduction and has its own personal signals separate and apart from the rest of the body. It reminds me of a lead being that lives and works cohesively to direct the rest of the body functions. Research studies have shown that the heart generates the body's most powerful and most extensive rhythmic electromagnetic field, which is about 100 times stronger than the brain's magnetic range. It is the most potent source of energy in the human body and can be detected from up to three feet away from the body, just making certain that we understand the significance of God commanding that we seek him with our whole heart. The heart has many forms of communicating with its longtime friend, the brain, either biochemically, energetically, or by a complex physiological interaction. There is even evidence that a subtle yet influential electromagnetic or energetic communication system operates just below our conscious awareness. The same that supports the idea that the heart just knows or I can feel it in my heart. The affairs in friendship and love is apparent in the link between the mind and heart. Hence the saying, he or she died of a broken heart. You see, even a person's persistent depression may double the risk of stroke in adults ages 50 and older. What's more, recent research has found that the combination of stress and depression can significantly increase a heart patient's risk of death or heart attack. In fact, depression, blood pressure, and elevated cholesterol are major risk factors for coronary artery disease. All evidence that the heart and mind are cohesively linked But ideas, decisions of right and wrong, and emotions all stem from the heart. 
So our God has commanded that we seek him with our whole heart, which is really a request for your full attention, your love, affection, every thought, all of your faith, hope, and dreams are cohesively all in when we seek him with your heart, your whole heart. No half-stepping, wavering, double-minded, short-sighted, one foot in, almost there, partially committed individual who is thinking about it can seek the Lord appropriately because all of these indicate a heart that is not wholly in it, which is confirmed by an unmade up mind. Now, if we revert back to the scripture in Jeremiah 29 and 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. Some have prayed both night and day, especially in the midst of this COVID-19 period and the struggles of the past year, exclaiming that they are tired of praying and not receiving the desired answers. But ask yourself the rhetorical question and be honest. Have I truly sought the Lord with all my heart? Of course, you and God alone knows the answer. You must know by now, God does nothing in a partial or half done manner, but he does all things well. When God does a thing, it is always done fully, completely, and without fail. He is a jealous, omniscient, omnipotent God. He knows all and has all power in his hands. He also refuses to share you and your heart with anyone or anything else. So when you do not seek him with your whole heart, your heart, even if only partially, is with someone or something else. That means you are asking God with your actions to give you his all. Every good thing, every promise of provision, protection, grace, mercy, blessings, and unmerited favor, yet you only speak with him when you are either in need or desire that he do something for you. Wow, the arrogance of some of us. Do you really believe you are so wonderful and smart that you can play God? That you could sweet talk him when it is convenient or you desire something or some things from him. And once you get what you want or feel secure, you forget about him. Get back to the things that your heart really cherishes. The word of God, according to Matthew 15 and 8 says, This people draw nigh or draw near unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me. Please know that he knows who is seeking him with your whole heart sincerely. These words are placing the hypocrites on notice. You know, those who are always in church, always singing and praying, telling others what they ought to do and how they should live because they believe it makes them look good or righteous not talking about the people who are really trying hard to help us to get to a better place within ourselves, but to those who 
do because it looks good, you know, because they believe it makes them look good or righteous. Lip service and eye service to impress others. But I'm here to tell you to be righteous is more than a talk, act, or lip service. It is a committed life that begins with seeking the Lord with your whole heart. Yes, the way you live, not what you say or how you front for others, but the way you treat and speak to others, the way you love that tells if your whole heart is truly seeking and servicing or serving the Lord. How dare you expect him to continue to answer your prayers when you refuse to seek him with your whole heart? You see, that is when you will find him and he promised that is when he will bring us out of captivity. Captivity is the condition of being imprisoned or confined. Of course, we have been confined to our homes, faces covered under masks for our own safety, imprisoned by an invisible, intangible plague that even after a full year, And more than 600,000 deaths, so little is really known. We are hoping and praying that the vaccines will work for and not against our bodies. Even those who have opted to take vaccines must still trust and depend upon God, still seeking Him with our whole hearts. As for God's people, those who are claiming Him and should be living for Him, God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will he hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Proverbs 21 and 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the hearts. Yes, unlike man, God's attention is on your heart, not your shoes, fancy designer sneakers, your hairstyle weaved, permed, or natural, contact color or makeup, but your heart, your heart, people. When Samuel was seeking David, he was under the impression that the young man for which he was looking was going to have a distinct preferred appearance so the Lord said to Samuel do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees man looks on the outward appearance but the Lord looks on the heart once more stop looking at what you measure as suitable or pleasing to your eyes and consider a person's heart as God does. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. I understood we must love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. Notice it all begins with the heart. When we go wrong or commit acts that are not aligned with God's word, it is the heart that leads. So when we seek and love him with our whole heart, our actions reflect hearts dedicated to God. 
Once again, God's word said he would hear and answer when we seek him with all our heart, meaning everything within us, every ounce of blood within the body, it all pumps through the heart, every emotion, every vessel, ventricle, vein, and artery. In other words, the heart is an organ of love and of truth. Not that everything it says or feels is right, but it is the organ that speaks most loudly the truth of how the individual to whom it belongs really feels. You see, your heart does not lie. So God's word has commanded the heart of the matter when he commanded, seek him with all of your heart. If your heart is truly seeking God, one must seek him in spirit and in truth. He will be in your thoughts, mind, and soul. He will be apparent in your actions, your speech, and in the way you respond to others. In the way that you show love, even your reactions will be tempered by your heart attachment to what is closest to God's own heart. When seeking him with all of your heart, you become more Christ-like when conflicts arise, and they will. You will be slow to answer, slow to anger, and quick to forgive. A thoughtful, soft answer turns away wrath, so you will be careful not to kill others with your words, even after they hurt you with harsh, hurtful allegations or tones. Yes, at times you will get angry, but God's word has warned anger, but sin not. Unlike those who make statements like, I'm putting this Holy Ghost on the shelf so I can curse this one out or punch that one in the mouth. Seeking him with your whole heart will not allow you to willfully practice doing your own thing. Not that the thought will not enter your mind, but the heart will not allow you to carry out those behaviors that do not reflect a God heart. Your actions will be grounded in wisdom, knowledge of God, and the understanding that he has modeled and fosters. Of course, God's word has said, with all you're getting, get understanding. We are talking about those who would seek him with your whole heart, which means every aspect of your person will over time and by the grace of God, become a matter of your heart that is after God's own heart. Your mouth will not speak recklessly because the heart that is seeking after God will not allow it. Your feet will not run to certain places, neither day nor night, because the heart that seeks God will not condone it. In fact, acting in opposition to God's heart when you are seeking God with your whole heart, will leave one with feelings of condemnation and internal struggle. Your hands or lips will neither touch nor take items that are not in line with the heart that seeks after God. The heart seeking after God within you will not allow the mind to dwell or lingering thoughts that do not reflect the God heart. Of course, thoughts even inappropriate thoughts will cross your mind. But that heart that seeks after God will condemn such thoughts so that they cannot comfortably dwell in a mind where there is a heart that seeks after God directing traffic. 
According to Romans 7 and 21, when I would do good, evil is present with me. You see, it is normal for one to have a desire to do good, but because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, the flesh will more than likely lean toward the negative. This is why seeking the Lord with your whole heart becomes a need for every living soul. Seeking the Lord with your whole heart requires intentionality. It requires discipline that only God can provide. Most importantly, it requires the spirit of the living God to keep you with your whole heart concentrated on the Lord. It was the late, well-informed Martin Luther who said, whatever your heart clings to and confides in, that is really your God. In a nutshell, wherever one's treasure is, there one's heart is also. That tells me that God wants us to make him our treasure, our priority, and the center of our life. Certainly, God must become your treasure, then your whole heart will belong to him and him alone. He said, I will be your God if you will be my people. If we put him first above all else by giving him our whole heart, he will attend to our every need and promise to be at our every call. He promised to suck with us, to go through the fire with us, just like he was with the Hebrew boys because they sought and trusted him with all their hearts even before they saw him in the fire with them. In contrast, he only asked that you love and cherish him with all your mind, soul, and heart. It starts by seeking him with your whole heart. For every day you live and the life God gives, Make him your whole heart's desire. From the heart flows affection, love, truth, and conception attached to all you will achieve and acquire. Everything that you love and cherish from your center, you cannot depart. God said you must seek him in spirit and truth. Seek and love him with your whole heart. Not as the publicans who serve him with lip service to be seen, talking a really good talk. But true service to God is in actions and deeds, not talking, but walking the walk. Stop seeking and greeting him when you feel threatened or have a dire need, but seek him with your whole heart, doing your proper God-appointed deed. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land today. God promised to keep and sup with us, protect and provide love and care. Said he'd deliver us from captivity. Jehovah Shammah, almighty God, will always be here. I know the plans I have for you. God said without a doubt, plans to give you hope and a future with prosperity to talk about. Plans to prosper you with all you need to give you an expected end, plans God has had for us before conception or our minds could comprehend. The heart where life and love exists tells the truth of who we really are, reveals our innermost thoughts, our center, if to God we're near or far. 
So serve the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and the energy of your mind. No stronger confidant, no greater love or friend our waiting hearts will find. Your heart is so honest that it tightly holds all that it finds to treasure. Make God your true love and just know protection and provisions will be his good pleasure. For every day you live and the life God gives, make him your whole heart's desire. From the heart flows affection, love, truth, and conception. But seek and embrace God who uplifts, encourages, and inspires. Well, family, this is number 54 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I urge you today, seek the Lord with your whole heart. Quite honestly, while all organs are important, the heart is by far the most important as it is the center of every aspect within the body. God has promised when we seek him with our whole heart, he will answer us and bring us back to our rightful places of prosperity, provision, and divine protection. So many things have taken place and much is out of order as a result of the hearts of man being so far from a patiently waiting God. Still, he is awaiting our obedience. As he has reminded us, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Even those who do not have a God relationship recognize that our land and everything in it is in disrepair and in need of a healing. It was a lawyer of the Pharisees the group that embraces legal traditions of the fathers rather than the biblical grace. It was the Pharisee who asked Jesus which of his commandments was the greatest. In Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That is the first and greatest commandment. Give him your whole heart so that our healing, your healing and my healing can begin today. God bless each of you as you make him your center and give him your all. I pray that you continue to seek him with your whole hearts. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or LinkedIn page. Remember, you can listen to me on Amazon Music as well as my new platform on YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself each other and stay blessed the faith family and fundamentals with fran podcast is a production of the castropolis podcast network log on to castropolis.net